Welcome to the PA Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, and with my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. This week, we'd like to begin by talking about the issue that wasn't. And it's kind of controversial because it's got several sides, and I think almost everyone can see the perspective of everyone involved. This deals with the ballot question that should have been on this upcoming election, but isn't because of a failure of the administration. Can you tell us a little bit of background here, Jason, and then uh, what we're trying to do, and then why was there some resistance? Uh, Yeah, so I think we need to remember why we're here in the first place. And um, the reason we're here in the first place is because of Tom Wolf and Secretary Kathy Bookvar, the uh, Secretary of State who had to resign in disgrace after uh, a some sort of error within her department uh, caused the constitutional amendment not to be published uh, in the paper and notice to the public the first time around. Um, it, it's a technical error, one that was so insanely stupid to have missed to deny and delay justice to uh, the folks who feel as though opening this two-year window of civil liability uh, for claims that have run past the statute of limitations will provide for them uh, is just uh, it's just unbelievable so look I think that's that's the emergency that we're dealing with it's the fact that one bureaucrat within the Department of State somewhere um, you know representative Mark Rossi a Democrat yesterday said on the House floor uh, nothing in, happens in Harrisburg by accident um, some bureaucrat somewhere, either by design or by order, um, is able to usurp the will of the General Assembly to put a ballot question before the voters to change their constitution. Um, that's just ridiculous. That is, in and of itself, an emergency. But as the issue progressed forward, um, you know, we were trying to find out the best way to pr- pr- get this amendment back on the ballot to do what everybody was expecting them to do uh, and to have have the the voters have a fair chance at amending their constitution as we intended this May. Um, And this idea, what before we left in session at the uh, beginning of February, was we're going to work through this emergency constitutional amendment uh, concept. So, um, you know, that is something that Leader Benninghoff made a promise to do. Uh, we have stuck by that, pros- that, that, by that promise. We have, uh, you know, moved the bill not only through committee, but through first consideration and now the amendment process uh, before the end of the week. But certainly that was, uh, you know, a result of some significant pressure being put on by uh, House Democrats to get this process moving before it was fully done. Um, you know, the legislative process is not necessarily an easy one. It's not necessarily a quick one. Uh, by no means was the promise that was made uh, and delivered at the beginning of February that this thing would get moved uh, and, and be done this week. Um, there's a constitutional deadline of 30 days before the election uh, to get an emergency uh, constitutional amendment done and to be able to put it on the ballot in the coming election. So really, we're bound by like April 17th, April 18th to get this finished. Now, Democrats yesterday tried to play some tricks to get it uh, out. And, you know, we decided that, you know, look, if that's what they want, if they want a, uh, a process, a product that's not done, it's not ready yet. Um, you know, look, our, our members still had a lot of questions. They had a lot of questions as to what exactly happened to the Department of State. We don't know. The, the Wolf administration has been non-transparent in exactly what happened. The inspector general is slow walking the, the finalization of this investigation. Um, people already know. 
it, it's not a it shouldn't it's not a secret in Harrisburg that 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 thing this 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 happened number one and number two it should be pretty easy to trace because it led back to the resignation of the Secretary of State. You're telling me they don't know what happened. They know what happened. They're not telling us. And as we're we're trying to define the scope of this emergency, uh, it's imperative for us to know and understand exactly what happened so we can define that for what might might be likely to litigate litigation later. Uh, to to know that this is sort of a sui generis, uh, as they say in the law, uh, emergency, not one that will be repeated or can be expanded to or extended to other uh, problems that happen within the administration or within government that then require a constitutional amendment that gets fast-tracked. Um, you know, we need to know that. And that's a concern that a lot of members had on both sides of the aisle. Do we open up this Pandora's box of, of moving this in a quick fashion, knowing that it could cause problems down the line in, in setting a bad precedent and, and following the rules is very important here. Well, that's exactly right, because if we don't know all of the information here, we can't exactly define the scope of the emergency, and we don't know what they're doing. Um, and we need to make sure that that's incorporated into our legislative history. Um, but, you know, Democrats wanted to have their way, so we, uh, you know, the, when, when you have a product that's half ready, you, don't, you get something that not everybody's happy with. Uh, certainly, Mark Rossi had an amendment that he wanted to see get through. Um, you know, then, you know, you play with fire sometimes you're you're you know you're going to get cooked a little bit and that's uh, i think what happened yesterday the other thing happening too is that the senate changed the the thing over in the the, the same proposal over in their chamber we need to make sure that the, the what that is is examined and we don't want to give these victims false hope again by advancing something that's not going to get through the process so um you know there's a lot of things at play this week with this issue um you know we we were hopeful that we would have at least another week to get work in on it um but you know that the process is advanced now and i think there's a question mark as to exactly what happens next. Um, you know, when you don't let uh, when you don't let the soup cook long enough, um, sometimes you're left with a stew. Sometimes you just run with uh, left with a, a, a taste. bad broth. Yeah, bad broth. Exactly right. So, um, you know, but speaking of a little bit of bad broth, you know, and, and moving away from this topic, we have to look at the other thing that's happened this week, and that is the investigation that we really need to do into the nursing home issue here in Pennsylvania. Thank God we're not New York. I mean, that's a, a much worse problem with a lot bigger cover-up issues, but we do need to know what happened here, why so many of the people who died in Pennsylvania died in nursing homes. What could have we done better? We don't want this to become a political issue. This is really something that we need to get done and need good information. And good information is hard to come by these days. Well, yeah. So I would say, uh, to, to clarify a little bit, we're, we, we we hope we're not like New York. We know on some level that the um, there was no order uh, given to cover up nursing home deaths. Um, however, the data that we have is incomplete and in many cases contradictory. So we need to find out exactly what's going on there. Um, and number two is that we are like New York and that we are one of five states, all with Democrat governors, by the way, who issued these orders, that went above and beyond the CDC guidelines to require nursing homes to readmit uh, COVID-19 positive patients from the hospital when they were discharged. Now, that's a big problem. Uh, over 12,700 Pennsylvanians have died in these nursing homes over the course of this pandemic. That's well over half of all deaths in Pennsylvania as a result of the virus. Um, that's staggering. That's significant. Um, when you're putting these patients, and again, the elderly population is the most significantly impacted by this virus and the most vulnerable for it. Um, if you have an order that basically says, yes, let's stick uh, infected 
people who are COVID-19 positive back in the nursing home with other people who are vulnerable. By the way, these nursing homes were screaming from the top of their lungs, we don't have the training, we don't have the PP, we don't have the right facilities to deal with this. Um, when you're doing that, what did the government orders contribute to the rise in deaths? Why is there, why is there incomplete and inconsistent data? Why is that data contradictory with other folks who are reporting uh, the data? And why do we not have full compliance with data reporting requirements? And what is that leading to, right? People are looking at these nursing homes and saying, oh, okay, well, I see that they've only had three COVID deaths in there. Uh, that's great. What if that, that that's incomplete? They're looking to put their, pa- their parents or grandparents into these homes, um, and the data might not be complete. So why is that? Why has our data reporting requirements uh, not, not been, uh, why are they not complete? Why are they contradictory? Uh, and why did, was this order given? And again, why, are we, why was the Wolf administration more interested in talking and coordinating with New York than we were with coordinating and talking in between our own departments and in between our own facilities? Um, there's a lot of questions that remain here. Uh, there's a lot of things that we need to look at. There's a lot of questions that have already been asked and have been insufficiently answered by the administration. So uh, this investigation was formally referred by the majority leader on Monday to the House Government Oversight Committee. That's a 5-4 committee. It's bipartisan. House Democrats Democrats have already said they're on board. The governor, I'm sure he hopefully he remembers saying that he would be open to any investigation uh, into this matter. we hope he sticks to his word on that. So, look, we hope we're going to get answers from the people of Pennsylvania, uh, for the people of Pennsylvania. We hope we're going to get, uh, you know, the, the answers that people deserve. And most importantly, and Leader Benninghoff has said that, one, he wants to make sure, number one, that this is a, a fair and transparent process that is fact-based and gets answers. Uh, it's not a partisan witch hunt. We're not out to get anybody. He has said repeatedly, if it turns out nothing is wrong, that's fine. But we need to know that. We also need to know how we could do things better or differently going forward and in another pandemic. And as you mentioned, the some of these nursing homes might have had three deaths and then we can take a look at them knowing that we have full data and say what did you guys do that these guys didn't do here's best practices moving forward it's all about making sure this kind of thing never happens again it's not a witch hunt we've just got to get the right information and get it all so that we can work with it and not be guessing this is the pa policy podcast tune in for more on pa house podcasts